0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking to lock up some key players sooner than later, but it's far from a done deal. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, and welcome into this Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. And don't forget, you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at Yarko, underscore Bucks, deputy editor of SB Nations, Bucks Nation. Dot com credentialed media member covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And we want to show our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com, let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items, only exclusions apply. Baker Mayfield is getting involved in the community right out of the gate, but more on that in a little bit. First, there are some marquee players on this Bucks roster that need deals and the Buccaneers know it. It's no secret that the Bucs have some players that they're looking to sign, but the one that everyone has been talking about up to this point is Devin White. We know that Devin White wants to be one of the highest-paid players at his position, but he's not the only player on a contract year. We know. We've seen a lot of these one-year deals for the Buccaneers as they're trying to get out from under Tom Brady's dead money, all the money that they borrowed from future years to chase that championship and try to chase – more than just the one that they had in Super Bowl 55. But Mike Evans is in the final year of his contract, and he said he wants to retire a Buccaneer, but, quote, it's a business. Mike Evans said, quote, of course, I'd love to finish my career here. There's really nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to stay home and make a big deal about it. So I'm just out here working as hard as I can. He also went on to say, I'm here. I've always loved being here. And obviously, I want to stay here. And I'm sure they want to keep me. End quote. Mike Evans has been the Buccaneer over the course of his tenure with the Bucs since being drafted back in 2014. You can make the argument that Levante David is has been the Buccaneer. Uh, but I think the two of them kind of go hand in hand. But most of the time, When Buccaneers fans would think about the Buccaneers, the first name that comes to mind has been Mike Evans. He's been probably the most prolific offensive player that the Buccaneers have ever drafted. Notice I said drafted because you can talk about the impact of Tom Brady. You can talk about what Keenan McCardell or Keyshawn Johnson did for the Bucs in, in the early 2000s. You can talk about some of these players that they brought over from other teams. But in terms of drafting offensive players, I think you'd be hard-pressed to not put Mike Evans number one. You're going to have your your diehard loyalist, they're going to say Mike Allstott, and that's fine. Mike, had, you know, Mike Allstott had a huge impact on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I don't think it's the level of what Mike Evans has done. And to not only do what he's done for the Buccaneers, but to do it unlike almost any receiver before him in the NFL doing what he does year in, year out, with that consistency, with that leadership, with that humble approach that he takes to the game of football, I think Mike Evans is is alone at the top of that list. So, obviously, Bucks fans, the Buccaneers as a franchise, Mike Evans – they all want this to end the same way, and that is with Mike Evans getting his contract extension and retiring a Buccaneer. The number 13 is going to be put up in the ring of honor. It's going to be retired, I would venture to guess. We we haven't seen 63, 55, 99, 47, or 20 since those guys left the team. I don't think we're ever going to see number 13 again. And that is Mike Evans for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you take a look at what the wide receiver market is. We we can talk about the running back market being an absolute disaster area for players and owners. But you take a look at the wide receiver market and you have to ask, what is Mike Evans' market value? What could he get if this extension doesn't get done? before the end of the season, and he's actually able to go into free agency. Is he going to command Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill money? No, probably not. He's not going to get the Justin Jefferson, the Jamar Chase money. Could he get more than what we saw DeAndre Hopkins just get from the Tennessee Titans? I would venture to say yes, because as great as DeAndre Hopkins was, his Drop off has been pretty significant over the last couple of years. With Mike, there's been no drop off. He's still an elite player. He's still one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's still one of the best 50 50 jump ball players that we've seen over the last 20 years. And that hasn't changed. It hasn't sputtered. Nothing has been different about Mike Evans. There are ebbs and flows just like anybody else. He's going to have his great weeks, he's going to have his not so great weeks. Is that a reflection of Mike? Is that a reflection of the Bucs' offense? Is that a reflection of the defense's coverage against the Bucs' offense? It's probably a combination of all three. But you have to believe that the Buccaneers are trying to get this worked out with Mike Evans to ensure that the only uniform that he ever wears in the National Football League is that of Pewter and Red. But Mike's not the only one that we're talking about here. We're, we're not talking about Devin. We're, we've talked about Mike. But according to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, a deal for safety Antoine Winfield Jr. is looming, and it, quote-unquote, wouldn't be shocking to see it done before the end of the year. Antoine was one of the best safeties in the NFL last season before the injury bug got to him. But the market for safeties is starting to reach pretty high levels. You take a look. And what the Atlanta Falcons just did with former Cincinnati Bengals safety Jesse Bates, four years, $64 million with the Atlanta Falcons. You take a look at the top five safeties in terms of average annual value of their contract. Jesse Bates comes in fourth. You have Minka Fitzpatrick, you have Jamal Adams, you have Derwin James, you have Harrison Smith, all of them with an average annual value of $16 million or higher. Per year. The question you have to ask, the question the Buccaneers are asking is Antoine Winfield Jr. among those five players in terms of his skill, his impact, what he does for the defense that he's in, what he does for the franchise? And I would argue if he's not among those five, he's knocking on the door. And I think we would, without a doubt, put him in that category with these other five safeties had he not been hurt last year. I I will die on the hill that Antoine Winfield Jr. was going to be an all pro last season before he got injured. So what does an extension for Antoine Winfield Jr. look like? Is it going to be $15 million a year, $15.5 million a year? are they going to lowball him and offer him 13 and a half or 14 you know what is the market going to look like for Antoine Winfield Jr because the buccaneers cannot afford to lose him i david and i talked about this all the way back when free agency began and we talked about it again when the Devin white trade rumors came out if the bucks have to choose between paying antoine winfield jr his market value contract, or paying Devin White his market value contract, which one are you going with? And I think the obvious answer is going to be Antoine Winfield Jr. But the Buccaneers are not going to want to see it get to the point where other teams in that legal negotiating window can start talking to Antoine Winfield Jr., offering him the sun, the moon, and the stars, and seeing him leave Tampa. He's been one of the most impactful players on this team since he was brought in. You know, he's one of the best second-round picks in the history of this franchise, and it's only his fourth season. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It will not surprise me. I'm with Jeremy Fowler. If a deal with Antoine Winfield Jr. gets done before the end of the season, I would rather see it happen before the end of training camp. You know, We saw that go down with Chris Godwin, where all of a sudden he gets a little bit less than market value because he suffers an injury on the franchise tag, and and you don't want to see Mike or Antoine get franchised. You want to see them get that long-term deal, keep them in Tampa for an extended period of time. But position competitions are a big part of training camp for the Buccaneers, and it's not just the quarterbacks. That's next on today's episode of Locked on Box, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades, Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com. Or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Thank you again for making Locked On Butts your first listener view every single day. Special shout out to all of our everydayers for tuning in Monday through Friday. The quarterback battle isn't the only one that's heating up in Tampa and yes the quarterback battle is a tight one much tighter than many myself included have believed it was going to be we knew Trask was a late bloomer in high school and again at Florida it appears that that trend is continuing in his third year in the NFL as he and Baker Mayfield are essentially neck and neck in this quarterback battle right now preseason games and deep ball accuracy are going to be two of the key factors that are going to separate these two when a decision has to be made as to who the starting quarterback is. But we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the quarterbacks today. We we talk about it almost every day. There's another position battle that I really want to focus on that has come up on this show a couple of times. Our everydayers know it. They've heard me, they've heard David, and they've especially heard WTSP's Evan Klosky talking about it on this show, but it's the battle for wide receiver four, one through three locked and loaded Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, but there was a lot of talk early on during mini camps during OTAs about how impressive Trey Palmer and Rakeem Jarrett had been and how they could fight their way onto this roster and up the depth chart to that coveted wide receiver four spot. But I think it it is worth mentioning that Devin Tompkins seems to have taken those conversations personally. And he has been on an absolute tear through training camp. And it, it seems as though that Tompkins... Is making highlight reel catches on a regular basis. A lot of you that are on social media, the Buccaneers official uh, account on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, they all posted a video of an incredible catch that Devin Tompkins had at that night practice at the indoor facility. A lot of fans showed up, got autographs, things like that. But Devin Tompkins makes an unbelievable leaping catch, contorting his body mid air to be able to position himself to make the catch. Otherwise, very well could have been an interception. It was, it was thrown into double coverage, not the best of decisions by quarterback Baker Mayfield, but Devin Tompkins made him look like a genius because of how athletic of a play he made. But he's also doing all of the little things that are so important. You go back to last year's training camp, and Devin Tompkins was a training camp superstar. He showed out in training camp, kind of usurped uh Jalen Darden as the return man when Darden started to fizzle out a little bit and became a, a regular season commodity in the return game. And as a wide receiver, well, now he's showing out even more than he did last year as an undrafted rookie. And you can you see all these videos posted, whether it's media, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's you know, whatever it is the improved footwork, the improved route running. His hands have gotten better and more reliable. His athleticism, his body control, all of it has improved exponentially over what he was as an undrafted rookie last year. And I've talked to a couple of people that are there at practice every day. And one of the first things that they mention isn't the quarterback battle. It isn't you know, how the rookies are looking. It isn't, you know, Ryan Jensen coming back from injury or the run game or Dave Canales's energy. Those things get mentioned, but one of the first things out of everyone's mouth that I have spoken with is Devin Tompkins is a stud. And it looks like he's really moving himself into that wide receiver four spot. And in some of you, you know, some of our non-everydayers, we hope you become everydayers, Maybe listening to this and saying, why are you so focused and worried about who the wide receiver four is? They're not going to see the field very often. Most of the time, you're going to be in a three wide receiver set. You're still going to have Kate Otten out there tight end. You're going to have Rashad or Sean or Keyshawn in the backfield. You know, why are you concerned about the wide receiver four? I will tell you exactly why. Russell Gage, for as much as I was thrilled that the Bucs signed him had nonstop injuries in his first year with Tampa. Then he misses part of the mini camps. He misses the beginning of training camp as he's continuing to deal with injuries. You take a look at Mike Evans. Mike Evans is not immune to missing games due to injury or punching Marshawn Lattimore in the head. Chris Godwin has missed time. You know, he had that ACL tear, but he's also had some other injuries that he's dealt with. And most of the time, Mike and Chris, they battle through him. They play hurt. They play tired. All of those things that you look for in your leaders. But Russell Gage has had some significant injuries since joining the Buccaneers, most of them being soft tissue. He's dealing with hamstring. He's dealing with calves. He's dealing with feet. All of those things. And he's missed time. So that wide receiver four position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is vital you have to have a player be able to step in for Mike for Chris for Russell Gage and the offense cannot miss a beat when you move that wide receiver four up to the wide receiver three spot they have to be every bit as dangerous every bit as refined know the offense in and out and every way in between so that the offense does not stagnate and the defense can't go, oh, well, we'll cover Mike, we'll cover Chris. Let's see if they can beat us with Kate Otten and and Devin Tompkins or Raheem Jarrett or whoever it's going to be. You have to make them pay. You have to make them respect whoever is filling in for Russell Gage at the time or Chris, or, or Mike. I keep bringing up Russell Gage just because we've seen the numerous injuries. So I, I'm not trying to make this a slight against Russell Gage. It's just that in Tampa, he has missed a lot of time. So that's the one that I, I keep falling back to. But the offense has to be able to function at the same level with or without one of their top three receivers because of who that wide receiver four is. And Devin Tompkins is asserting himself as the clear front runner to be able to do that. And even throughout games, you know, if if Baker or Kyle hit Mike Evans on a huge 40-yard gain, you know, the camera's going to pan over Mike's going to do this for those listening I'm patting myself on the head and he's going to go to the sideline and get a breather and he's going to be out for a play. In comes Devin Tompkins. Now the defense You know, is going to say, oh, well, Mike's off the field. They're either going to throw to Chris or they're just going to run the ball. And Devin Tompkins' speed and separation can be the difference between running the ball for a one-yard gain on first and 10 after an explosive or hitting them with another explosive play right after and Devin Tompkins getting through the secondary for a touchdown. He is so fast. He is so quick. He is so elusive. That's why so many were happy to see him take over for Jalen Darden as the return specialist. Now, with the improved hands, route running, footwork, all of it, he's going to become a legitimate threat in the passing game. Think Scotty Miller a la 2020, but even faster. That's what you're getting out of Devin Tompkins, and that's why this battle for wide receiver four is so important to the Buccaneers and their offense when it comes time for the regular season. Baker even said when he spoke with the media that Tompkins could quote-unquote jump out of the gym when referring to his athleticism and his body control. Speaking of Baker, he and his wife are giving back to a community that they are still new members of. That's coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And say what you will about the quarterback competition and whether you're someone that isn't a fan of Baker Mayfield on the field, you should be a fan of him off of the field. Baker and his wife Emily officially announced the launch of their foundation on Thursday where they will have their first event later this month with the goal of raising money to benefit early childhood literacy. The announcement stated, the Baker and Emily Mayfield Foundation is an effort born from their deep gratitude and desire to pay it forward and will focus on pillars of success, resilience, and strength. The organization will provide programs, scholarships, and philanthropic opportunities to help others tackle life's challenges in order to be the best version of themselves. Baker had an opportunity to speak about that foundation with the media on Thursday, and he said, quote, yeah, it's really exciting. It's something that's been in the works. It's the Baker and Emily Mayfield Foundation. We're excited about that. Obviously, opening up with that, I appreciate you mentioning it. Our first event will be August 27th, the day after our last preseason game. It'll be at Topgolf. Our foundation... We're just trying to even the odds, trying to give everybody a chance to have success, whether it be healthy foods, getting kids into after school activities and sports, healthy lifestyle choices. We're just trying to raise everybody's equality so they have a better chance of having success and stay resilient through adversity. We're just trying to base it off of kind of my story as well, making sure that everybody has the same opportunities end quote i spoke to some people who have covered baker in cleveland fans of the cleveland browns there are quite a few around where i live and one of the things that we discussed was from the jump how how involved baker was within the community that he was in with cleveland it was he was working within the community he had his charities he had his fundraisers all going to cause causes that stayed within that community. So this is a guy that really does love to give back to the area that is hosting him as their quarterback, hosting him and his family as residents. So this was really, really cool to see that that Baker and his wife Emily are working on these um, you know, these charitable causes to give back to the community, to help kids that may not have the resources or the support system to be able to advance. And and he wants to be a part of a community that helps those kids, that helps other people that need, you know, they need a little bit of a break, right? And, And that's really what everyone wants to see. We've all been in situations where, We just needed a little bit of help at some point, and it could be anything. It could be anything from support to counseling to financial to, you know, just having someone pat you on the back, put their arm around you and say, you know what, you're going to be all right. I got you. And you want your players. We see it with the Mike Evans Foundation and Chris Godwin's Foundation and Shaq Barrett starting his his charity with his wife because of the tragedy that happened to their daughter. You see all these players with these causes to give back to things that are really truly important to them. And it's nice to see the Baker and his wife what's important to them is supporting the community that is supporting them. So, it was it, David and I felt it was worth noting on this episode about that foundation what they're going to do of course you can find out more information about the fundraiser like he said it's going to be at top golf on august 27th right after the last preseason game and of course you know any any cost to you for the ticket or whatever i i don't have all that information um uh, but if that was something you were interested in going to top golf having a good time doing it for a great cause of course, you can find that information out with the Baker and Emily Mayfield Foundation. With that, I'm going to bid you all a fair adieu. We will be back on Monday, and we're going to be talking Rondé. That's right, Rondé Barber inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. So we're going to have a reaction to that, and of course, more reactions from training camp. But we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. If you have any thoughts, questions, ideas, reactions, drop them in the YouTube comments, or of course, you can email us at lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter. The show is at Locked On I am at JRCO underscore bucks. David is at d Harrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks.